When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I know that like back in the day, being big was like a sign of yeah. wealth. Yeah. But I would rich, think man. that nowadays fancy people would be like, like that would be uh, yeah, you're trash. against the rules. You would think. Like you can't be that big. No, I agree. We're supposed to be better than everybody else. Right. Cause not so, bigger than everybody else. So clearly that guy <laughs> is not just having these proper dinners and eating his uh, allotment at the dinner table and then that's it. Like he's fucking going in. Feasting. Mm. Yeah. Drink, probably drinks a lot. You know, uh-huh. I'd say it's a thyroid problem or that it could be, could be that it could, it could be, be, that. be that it absolutely could be that it, it yeah. always is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I've never, I, always is. I don't right. know how these rules got started, but like with so many of those like got old, thick bones, God damn it. <laughs> with so many of these <laughs> thyroid don't hit my bones is thick and everybody thinks I'm fat because of it. It's bullshit. <laughs> Pull it up, Cho. That's right. Here we are. Airstream Studios. Welcome back, Airheads. Getting the uh, the beverages ready over here. I'm Trey. That's Corey. What's up, y'all? Airhead, Airheadians. Or Airheadians, Airheadites. Airheadations. Airheadations. That's a good mm-hmm. one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're here. We're hitting. We're having a good time. I'm a little later. I'm going to talk about, you know, another place where fancy people and trash people overlap. Having a whole bunch of kids. Uh, so that'll be fun. Disclaimer uh, on that front. That's going to be mostly just us talking about it and hitting. At least that's <laughs> yeah. the idea. You know, I don't have as many. Like, I ain't got as many, you know, stats or whatnot. Although it's just a thing we all know that is, is true. And we're know, in we'll, danger of going long. We'll establish it for yeah. sure. So don't you worry your little head about it, Airhead Nation. And then Procho will be on. I'm going to be talking about the Battle of Hastings. Mm, yeah, that was a big thing. That was a big thing. Changed a lot of mess. It sure did. Yeah. Yeah, another yeah. butterflies wing situation. Uh, one of the most, I mean, it's one of those battles. It's just one of the most popular battles that ever happened. I think even if you don't know what it is, at one point in your life, you've at least heard of it. You've heard the phrase, the Battle of Hastings. And yeah, it was a, it was a big fucking deal. Big fucking deal. All right, before all that, we were going to talk about uh, forks and shit. Mm. Uh, table manners, right? Yeah, big what thing. Are they? Are they a big thing? I mean, it, that's I one mean, of those it, things that I always kind of like... And I remember my sister said this to me once. She saw some video or something about it or whatever, and she was totally sincerely, she was like, I didn't think that anybody really did that. She was like, I thought that was just a joke or something. I, yeah. <laughs> and I, she's like, people really do that? I think that they're on, like, they, when I say table manners matter, I mean, if yours are criminally horrible, then it matters. But with the actual proper way that these people are supposed to do it, like, I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't like a slouch. 
Right. You know, but I would never be like, can you believe this motherfucker used the second fork? Well, so just to let everybody know where I'm at as far as that goes, not that it'll be surprising to anybody. Earlier today, I had brunch with our buddy W. Earl Brown. Shout out. Renowned character actor who's from Murray, Kentucky and a very, you know, he's an old boy. Yeah. A tremendous old boy. But one so, of the best old boys. One of the best old boys out there. So I was eating Eggs Benedict and it was really hitting for me because I had no Eggs Benedict in a while. And I like finished it you know fucking got all the mess up you know mm-hmm. was sopping yeah and got the last one uh, and then i swear uh. to god as i was eating i was like fucking just get going in you know how i do yeah and i realized at like the last bite i was like i ain't, it's quiet <laughs> and I, I i was like earl watching me and i stopped and looked up and he was just like god damn boy <laughs> he's like was it good and he's got like three-fourths of his omelet left. Yeah, right. Because he's been over there eating like a human. Whereas and I'm talking, a, having a conversation. Exactly, whereas I'm just a fucking garbage disposal dude just shoveling it in with no regard for the world or society or my companion or anything. So, like, I ain't good on uh, table etiquette, and turns my, out. My thing, Shocker. I, my thing, too, is like, first off, I've seen you eat. And yeah, you're a billy goat, but like not to any level that I would ever be like, can you look at this motherfucker right here? Yeah. But like maybe just none of that shit to me, we're eating. Right. Like I know that if you're at a dinner party and stuff like that, obviously you need to like have a good conversation. And of course everybody needs to be polite. And if there's like, you know, young people there, maybe don't curse, don't burp. I get that. Now, if you're with your really, really good friends, burp, you know, like that's like, if I'm having a dinner party, I'm comfortable with everybody here. But, but if you're, but like you, you, you I, I get some of it, but like at the end of the day, like if you want to sit there and scrape the sauce off of your plate onto a little piece of bread, I don't mm. consider you a savage for that because yeah. you're fucking eating. Yeah. No, Earl said, he was like, he was like, go ahead, lick the plate. It's fine. <laughs> He's like, you already done all the rest of it. Yeah. You know? But uh, sort of on that note, I remember like a, I've talked a lot over the years about like, Growing up trash and then going into like regular society or whatever. Just to middle and class had, America. Just to middle class and having moments where I realize I'm trash or like things like that. And I had a, a one of those with, it's not really table etiquette, I guess, but it's somewhat related. I went, with my old day job, I went to Seattle like on business and we ate at this nice restaurant on the pier where like the waiters got gloves on and shit. Mm-hmm. You know how that be. Yep. And... They came out at one point with this little uh, apparatus, this little utensil that I was like, the fuck is that? And it was like a crumb scraper oh, yeah, or whatever. They, they come out and they scrape all the yeah. trash that your trash ass has it left looks like on a the nail table. File. Yeah, like a nail file doing all that. And I, it, I, it was the damnedest thing I ever yeah. seen in my life. I was like, I, what is that? Uh-huh. What do you say about that? Did you say that to what all the people? Do? There was another old boy who was also uh-huh. from t- another hillbilly from Tennessee who had got uh, was also working at the DOE. Yeah. We were the same age. And we were both just like, oh. What I, and I, was, I, and he, I was like, we a long damn way from Tennessee, ain't we, buddy? And he was like, sure enough. Yeah. All because of a fucking crumb scraper. Yeah, right. Or whatever the hell that's actually called. I'm sure yeah. it's not a crumb scraper. But yeah, that thing sort of blew my mind. Do you know, do you know, like, 
the rules and stuff? Because you said he used the wrong fork. I know that it's like you work they, your got, way they in. got like a melon spoon and a teaspoon and a fucking soup spoon. Then there's your shrimp fork and your head, you know, then yeah. like your main fork and all these different knives. And yeah, you start on the outside and work your way in. Or so some I know such. that. Like, what, what all do you know about it? On a proper, there's two styles. There's American and the Continental, right? Okay. And that's mainly how one actually cuts things up and how there's a lot of it in presentation and stuff like that. But I don't know that part of the American versus continental as much as I do like the continental con- like Europe. Like yeah, the European yeah, yeah, yeah. Continent? So the continental okay. the continental way of eating a steak would be your hand. Uh, you, you have the fork in this hand and you're cutting with this hand, your right hand and then you you have that in there and you immediately pick that fork up and take a bite whereas the american right. way well, that- is to have your fork over here cutting up like this and then switch them to do that what's which, the rationale behind that why do you why should you have to switch you don't have to switch but i actually do it because i'm right-handed so i want to cut it with my strong hand with and then i'll with my strong hand and then i also am like well I, then i use my fork to eat like i do it without even thinking but like, is this a is the knife hand based on your dominant hand yeah or it is, yeah, but, but they're not sure. going to know that. Like, if they saw a left well, a southpaw of, cutting with this knife, would some baron be like, dismiss him? No, for the record, <laughs> for the record, even even over there, the American style is perfectly acceptable. It's just two different styles, and some people, and it does like it's so funny that a thing can look more fancy, but if you see someone doing Europe, European style, it just does. It looks they hold the fork down instead of like where I'm just like click. Boom. You know what I mean? It's like, it's very just like one fluid motion. Um, I know that like, obviously, I'm pretty sure everybody knows this. Like when you first sit down to the table, they're going to have a napkin here and you're supposed to put that in your lap. Right. Yeah. Don't put don't bib that motherfucker and don't mm-hmm. just leave it on the table. You're supposed to put it on your lap. I learned that when I was a kid. Now, my mama like feigns fanciness better than uh-huh. anyone that I know. Uh-huh. Uh, that bitch has been putting on airs for a long time yeah. so i know about the putting it in your lap i know that uh your water glass is going to immediately be full but the wine glass is not going to be full and you're not supposed to ask anybody for wine they will just bring it to you mm-hmm. and then when you get done with your wine apparently it's unless you're it's a waiter situation right. you're not supposed to go hey i'd like some more wine they're supposed to recognize that you need some wine and then give you wine because it's apparently rude to like ask for it which i think is I mean, God damn it! I want, want I want some, some wine, wine God or damn just it. like, and you're not supposed to go do it yourself or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, well, of course not. And yeah, all the forks are, <laughs> you know, the common rule is like work your way in. So you've got uh, salad fork, dinner fork, and then butter knife, steak knife, and then if you're gonna have dessert, there will be another fork and a spoon in On front of top you. Of your plate. Yeah, and if they bring you something in a bowl, it's considered rude to eat w- it with a fork, even if you're just like picking stuff up. It's like you have to, you know, use a spoon for that shit. Uh, they get mad if you cut things with a fork. Like if you had Brussels sprouts down here uh-huh. and you were like, I just wanted to kind of mash one in half, they'd be like, you've got to use use a knife because you look like a savage yeah. doing that shit. Um... Who like determined all this in the first place? This some is, bitch. Some this is like bitch. silverware lobbyists. Yeah, yeah, yeah big, big silverware. Big, yeah, yeah, big silver. They've um, done that to us. But I mean, no, that got all that shit goes back like forever, right? And yeah. I'm saying, but like, who are the people nowadays? I mean, I figured you would know a surprising amount about that. It seemed like some oh, I shit keep you going, looked yeah. into. Yeah, well, and please do. But who are the people that like? 
Where is this still happening at? Yeah, I like don't know. Aristocrats and you got like the yeah. Lord Pickles and them. That, when yeah. Lord Pickles and Lord Sugar get together to just unhinge their fat jaws. Yeah, they, well, I don't know how fat Lord Sugar is, but Lord Pickles, uh, he can't be too goddamn couth at the dinner no, table. You, you know would, what I mean? That's some bitch. He's I guess got it going just, in. He's got to be going in. Maybe he goes. Maybe he goes back in like the fucking smoking room later when everybody else is yeah. gone and just fucking shovels pastries and tarts into his Ketchup mouth. Ketchup flavored fucking, potato chips and going off. I mean, I would say that, like, it's one I mean, one all of, due respect to Lord Pickles. I would say that it's one of those situations where, like, when Lord Pickles is with his most comfortable, for like, me and you would probably, we, we act different when it's just me and you than we would if we were hanging out with somebody that, like, well, we don't really know him that well. Like, we would, quote, put on airs. But, yeah, I mean, that motherfucker, he's... He goes in, Holy dude. shit, he's... He, he looks way worse than that picture you showed me the other day. <laughs> Look yeah. at them goddamn jowls, man. Absolute unit. Absolute unit. But yeah, I mean, I think that, I don't know, it's just like these seem to just be the understood rules and all these fancy people know them, so whenever they get together, it's just, what? That's it. You've, you've, I know you've seen the original absolute unit guy, right? Because he's fancy. Yeah. Russ, will you Google, uh, in all at the size of this lad... Abs- or just put size of this lad absolute unit to make sure you get the right one because people call things absolute units that's YouTube? big YouTube? no no it's like a picture it's like a tweet or a meme or something so like google image search or whatever people call big things absolute units yeah this as far as i know is the origin of that and it's a fancy fucker uh i don't know if it's I see some yeah, fat that, that one in the top left no oh my that's the God. guy that's the guy but do you see the Right beside that, to the left, that looks like right the there. guy in the casket. Yeah, on that, the fucking that's the last original. That's hero. the original tweet. Look at that. My God! Oh, the size of this slide. Absolute unit. unit. And he is. Look at him. He looks like. But yeah, he with the queen. He fancy as hell. Yeah, he looks like the mob guy that's in the casket in Last Action Hero. That he farted. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, he farted. Yeah, but is that not like? I would. I know that like back in the day, being big was like a sign of yeah. wealth. Yeah. But I would rich, think man. that nowadays, fancy people would be like, like that would be. Uh, yeah, you're trash against the rules. You would think like you can't be that big. No, I agree. We're supposed to be better than everybody else, right? Because not so, bigger than everybody else. So clearly, that guy <laughs> is not just having these proper dinners and eating his uh, allotment at the dinner table, and then that's it. Like he's fucking going in, feasting. Mm. Yeah, drink probably drinks a lot. You okay. know, I'd say it's a thyroid problem. Or that. It could be. Could be that. It could, it could be, be, that. be that. It absolutely could be that. Yeah, but it yeah. always is. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I've never, I never always is. I don't know right. how these rules got started, but like with so many of those like got old thick bones, goddammit. <laughs> with so many of these my thyroid don't hit my bones is thick and everybody thinks I'm fat because of it. It's bullshit. Yeah, that's that with some of these rules like i don't know like there's so many old rules of the past that like it's just at some point i'm sure that it made some semblance of sense in context and then everybody just kept doing it somebody everybody just kept doing it even though it like so an example is like you know how nowadays like there's still people like you don't wear your hat indoors like you can't i know i don't hit for you no it don't hit for me but do you know the fucking reason that you don't wear hats indoors. Well, at bars, I always thought it was just racism. Yeah, it, it is, but like it's an old school. Black guys wear caps, and they're like, "No caps, right?" But 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 it's always been a thing, and they can cowboy just, hats are fine. Well, <laughs> but they're not in some places. Like no, some, I know that. Yeah, I know. But the the rule that they go on is like it's just always been a thing that you take your hat off when you go in, indoors, and the reason is, and this is my point about at one point 
I kind of get it and it made sense, but we've gone past this in civilization. The reason that you weren't allowed or it was rude to wear a hat indoors is because back in the day, the only reason you wore a hat was to keep the weather off of you and the rain and the sun. And also back then, housing conditions were, you know, a little worse for wear. They're having to build shit out of straw and clay and stuff. If you went into someone's house wearing your hat, what it said to them is, I don't I I don't know that some shit ain't gonna fall on my head. <laughs> What really? I swear to God, because there's holes in the ceiling. It might rain. Yeah. The sun might like that was what it was. It's like yeah. you're supposed to take off your hat because I no longer need I this. Expect debris. Yes. Yeah, I'm such a <laughs> yeah, such a downtrodden hovel is this. <laughs> but, I, I expect there would be detritus falling from above, and thus I must shield myself. But I used to date girls who like from when the I would flotsam <laughs> of <laughs> your abode. <laughs> but for real, they thought that, and like. I would you, but, like, I, but it's gonna be dead bugs. Fall, but, I don't yeah, know why I'm talking like me now. Crickets but, yeah. just falling out of your Crickets ceiling. To, yeah, right. But I used to go to like dinner with like my girlfriends and her dads at O Charlie's, and they would be like, "Take your hat off, we're indoors." And I'm like, "What?" And then. And now knowing what it really was, I was like, I don't think anyone at O'Charlie's is like, does he really think that our fucking... No, I used to work at O'Charlie's. You just reminded me of another thing that crossed my mind earlier about O'Charlie's. I said it because of you. Bringing up O'Charlie's, like, and, like, keeping to rules of etiquette inside mm-hmm. of o- in O'Charlie's is so absurd. Because p- sp- nobody's supposed to eat that much bread. People all across Airhead Nation, O'Charlie's isn't everywhere. It's sort of like an Applebee's type place, but it's in the South mostly and parts in the Midwest. But in it's huge there, though. They yeah. got free rolls and good potato soup. So it hits they, that, Both of those things are true. And... Uh, and so I worked there for five years. I worked there. I worked there for four years. The, and the number one O'Charlie's in the country, by the way, Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, and it was trash as hell, oh, dog. Yeah. But like they used to make us also going back to the the table stuff. It wasn't. Ta- it was, but it was wine etiquette. Like mm-hmm. if someone bought a bottle of wine, you had to and pour this a is standard everywhere. But it's still just funny to me that they even bother in O Charlie's. Yeah. But if someone wants a bottle, <laughs> if someone wants a bottle of wine, you have to bring it up, present it yeah. to the person who ordered it. They have to not. not yeah. They have to not in the affirmative. Yes, that is the six dollar bottle I ordered. Thank <laughs> you. Then, then, yes, exactly. Yeah. You then open it, pour a little bit out. That is Tammy's Birchwood Farms. Yes, yes. let him try. You know, because in the South it's always a him. Yeah, let yeah, him try sure. it, and he's got to be like, yes, she'll like this, or you know. Shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. More often at the fucking old Charlie's. Man, that'll get you drunk right there. And then, and then you pour a glass out for however many people are at the table, and like we were supposed yeah. to do that every single time someone ordered a bottle of fucking barefoot, yeah, uh, Merlot, yeah. You know, like it was always silly to me. Yeah, it's so super stupid. Super stupid. It's uh, it, it it's also stupid to me that made, even that they made y'all wear collared shirts at O'Charlie's. We had to have our shit dry clean. I know, even. I know. You told me that, yeah. and I was like, so dumb. I, okay, I can get so the collared shirt, but dry clean? Are yeah. you fucking serious? Cleaned like, and pressed. All and of y'all and all could that. be. What about O'Charlie's? And, and that was coming out of our pocket too. By the way, I know like, we had to pay for that. Yes, I know. Sat, we got paid two dollars an hour. Yeah, and they're making it, you know, plus tips. But they're making your entire day's fucking... wage is spent at the dry cleaners. Yeah, that they actually the amount of money they the company paid us 
we had to spend all that on dry cleaning. Yeah, basically. And there's, like, there's no way they that everyone was doing that. No, there was weren't. definitely I mean, I motherfuckers coming in there Honestly, like they slept in their clothes and they shit. Would like, yeah. like they would try like Trey was clean as military shit. Types. Yeah, like they would check. Pressed. They'd come up and like check and shit and be like, that ain't good enough. It's oh fucking God. absurd. But y'all uh, could have been in tank tops and no one right. that comes into O'Charlie's would, would think any fucking would different care. of it so, at all. Yeah, You absolutely. could also come to the table with a box of wine and just start fucking spouting it out. <laughs> into their, their mouth. Sick. Into their mouth. Yeah, exactly. Open like, your mouth, Randy. You could turn it into Senior Frog O'Charlie's. Oh. Yeah, it'd be fucking, you know, no problem. As long as them rolls stayed free, they wouldn't give up. Fuck, buddy. But there's uh, there's so many table manner shit but, that I just disagree with. Like, but like, but do you think that like so like because I'm trash? When I got to, when I was in business school, right in grad school, uh, we would have. Who was it that used to have the joke that business school sounds like what a four year old would name business school? Right, isn't it? Uh, well, my daddy goes to business school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. It, but you know, I was in grad school for business. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody calls it business school. I know it's they do. School. Yeah, okay. No, anyway. it's, it's the nomenclature. All right. So when I was in business school, we would have to go to these like fundraiser dinners sometimes, and they were always like suit and tie shit or whatever. You know, it's business school. They're just trying to like replicate business shit. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but like, but I'm fucking trash from Salina, and so like I used to get in my head a lot when I would go to those about all that shit. Like I'd be like, I don't know the rules. Yeah. I don't know what you know what I mean. It's like I put that in my lap, my not put the napkin in my lap. I would. Yeah, I don't know, you know. Yeah. And uh, but like, do you think that just like only the very like fanciest, uh, fucking poofiest people yeah. notice still all of it. do all that for shit for sure. Right? For sure. Like, you're just with a rant, like people with money, like fucking or like the dean of a college or something. It's Tennessee Tech University, especially like you're. You, well, if you're not doing all that, no, right? Because you remember when we were kids, like the one of the first. Like how one, many people are doing all this? Is what I wonder. Not <laughs> people that me and you ever hang out with. That's right. for goddamn sure. But like the first one, I think everybody kind of gets told, no matter what class you are, it's just, or at least you've heard it before, is don't put your elbows on the table. Right. But if you ever, if someone ever tells you don't put your elbows on the table, I implore you to go why, right, and watch them fall apart. Yeah. Because like I, I, I don't, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that back in the day, people's elbows, but these wouldn't be fancy people. These would be like dumb little kids. Like their elbows would be greasy or something and they don't want to <laughs> yeah. put it's covered, soot soot on it. It's like yeah. covered with all that chimney yeah. shit. But if like yeah. that's what but you they are, dude, then they who got, gives they a got shit? half fucking rotten pieces of bread thrown at them yeah, right. to eat in a fucking gutter. Right. Like, they weren't fucking sitting, Like, that's what they was... They wasn't ever sitting at a table. Who's got money for a, t- a table? Yeah. yeah. Oh, a table? <laughs> yeah. Food at a table? Or Have you ever was, seen the like? Or it was something even Not dumber. Not for me, it can't be. Like some witch told them that... Oh, the, eat mud. <laughs> or it was even dumber. It. it was even dumber back then. Like, some witch told them that, like, elbows were the eyeballs of the arms and so you know like that that's where all the devil's secrets come and so you couldn't touch it on i'm making that up but, obviously but like it's just as dumb as any fucking thing they had sure it's it like is. I, know, I was kind of put my elbows in there like no don't do that and i'm like so i was sitting like this i'm like that's not why, why? i don't fucking get it um but yeah I, I don't know like one of the times i this is my uh cracker scraper moment mm-hmm. was and i'm not trash i didn't grow up trash but like i also i we were an o'charlie's family 
You know what I mean? Like, we, oh, Charlie's, we went to those places. Like, we didn't go to fan. My mom would cook nice Yeah, meal. I mean, just so everybody knows, a lot of, like, well-to-do people, you know, the church crowd yeah. and shit, and, like, cook, they also go to O'Charlie's. It's just that a huge amount of trash patronizes well, O'Charlie's my, as well. I just say this. So it's both. I just say this because I want to set it up because, like, you know, it's a running joke. Like, I, you know, I grew up in a house with a name, which is true. But at the end of the day, like, my mama and daddy were both very new money, so they were raised redneck, poor as fuck. So, like, none of the shit about them really changed until, like, way later. So, like, we were in O'Charlie's family. My mom's making fucking hamburger helper beef stroganoff every night, which yeah, I would yeah. trade for the world. Hell yeah. I'm glad that- Hamburger helper holds up, dude. Dude, it does. Fuck I'm just yeah. saying, I'm so glad that when I was a kid, my mom wasn't, like, making, you know, salmon fritters and pilafs and shit. I mean, that would have hit, too, but, like- we were we ate trash shit. No, trash ate salmon patties. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Salmon yeah, yeah. Pat, that canned salmon, smush it, fried up. My mama cat used to make them. They fucking smash. I've got a buddy, and I won't say his name because this is so stupid. Okay. But we used to go over to his grandma's house all the time, and she made salmon patties, which mm-hmm. were fire. She was really good at it, and he would be like, remember one time he was like, yeah, you want to go over to my grandma's house? This is the first time he was like, you want to go to my house? She makes the best salmon patties. And I just go, it's salmon. And he goes, what? And I go, the salmon, not salmon. Like you don't pronounce the L. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. He goes, No, no, no. But when it's patties, you do. And what? I was and I was like, What? And he goes, Yeah, like it's a piece of salmon, but when it's patties, it's salmon patties. All that had happened was is that's how his grandma pronounces yeah. it. So in his well, mind, it's like, no, it's a sa- and he well, he got funny. mad at me. He almost hit me. It's funny because it's kinda like you had that joke about ramen. Yeah. How'd it go? You're like yeah. If it's because like, oh, I called, called him Raymond Ramen Noodles, like no, if it's if it if it costs fifteen cents and you uh, I can't if it costs fifteen cents for three packs of them and you ate it at three o'clock in the morning drunk butt naked on your couch, goddamn it, it's Raymond. That's Raymond. Noodles. Yeah, that's Raymond. Right. Well, so mm-hmm. it's like you know because I maybe salmon patties aren't like white trash, but I feel yeah, like no, they I'm talking about can't right. So yeah. it's like he, if he. I know he wasn't doing a bit, but I'm saying no, I can see how that he's like, no, like yeah. fancy people, they eat salmon. Yeah, right. This shit is salmon. If he patties. was doing that, that would have been hilarious. Right, but he but like, meant it. Yeah, he, and yeah. I maybe thought he was kidding for a second because I start trying to correct him. He got so mad because at the end of the day, I realized like, well, because I'm correcting his grandma. She, I was c- calling her wrong, and like mm-hmm. he, he almost fought me. Like he almost got mad. I was like, fine, it's fucking salmon these, or salmon. I don't know, it's fucking these, salmon. These look pretty killer. But oh yeah, um, dude, salmon patties are awesome. Yeah, I love uh, them. but like they're not crab cake tier like they're the because i mean mm. if you made it with good salmon for sure but my mo- grandma ours is always canned, like bumblebee yeah this is like, salmon, of course but. we had them that was a cheap meal it was a way to make cheapness hit like because dude i'd go so for a salmon patty like right now trash but uh, like crab if i had a nice yeah, if of, i had yeah. a nice piece of salmon i wouldn't do that to no, it hell no you know mm. what i mean I, i'm just kind of i'm gonna blacken that motherfucker yeah but anyways my uh cracker Scraper, scraper moment. moment was like I said. I, I we were my dad, you know, did well for himself, but we still we didn't do none of that shit. But then when I was dating uh, Leanne, a uh, very sweet girl, her family, uh, who and they were awesome people too. And but he was like the vice president of the of the bank and shit. And uh, like he went to Napa for wine stuff. Like again, they're really down to earth, some ways good people, but they have that part of them. Like they really enjoy that fancy shit and like that proper stuff. So they took me. To the Walden Club, which was is a restaurant in Chattanooga that I, at 24 years old, had never even heard of. Yeah, you wasn't supposed to. You weren't allowed to know about that. Right, and I'm from there, and yeah. I never, and I was like, okay, so we go to there, and we pull up in front of this building, and I'm like, where's the restaurant? Like, it's this is just a building, and they're like, yeah, right. 
we get in and it's an elevator and the whole restaurant is just the top floor, but like you have to hit a secret thing to get up there because only members, of, like you have to be a member of the Walden Club or me who is a guest of them, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's one of those at the end of the night, you don't pay your bill. They just put it on your tab and you pay it by the month or whatever yeah, yeah. the fuck. So it's good. It was it's the first time that I ever had someone make Caesar salad legit at the table. You know, they come in with the eggs and the anchovy paste uh-huh. and shit and like, bruh, change your life. You know, that yeah. shit's awesome. But like, I saw that happening and I think probably at the time I'm 24, obviously I ate it because I'll eat anything, but I, I do think I remember being like, wait, you can just put an egg in that? Mm-hmm. Like you can just put, we can do, okay. I mean, look, if that's what we're doing, I'll eat this fucking raw egg. But like that, that alone freaked me out. I was like, what the fuck? And they had a cracker thing, but like I, I got it immediately, I think. And, uh, it, and for the it wasn't no, that I, I didn't get yeah. it. It was more like, I can't believe they take the time to well, do that. I or guess that there's a, who, who wipes the trash off their table? I guess you just keep eating. Everybody knows that. Because I'm not wrong with trash on the <laughs> table. Because my introduction to this restaurant was me literally going to a secret floor on a building that nobody knew existed. By the time the cracker duster got yeah, out there, yeah. I was like, yeah, why wouldn't they have that? Well, between meals, I didn't realize that they, they have a, they serve palate cleansers, you know, yeah. and the palate cleansers that they served was this really nice. It's Sher- Sherbet, I guess, but it's fucking Sherbert. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, that's what I call it. It sounds even though I know that technically it's Sherbet. Anytime I hear somebody I say Sherbet, sorbet, right? Hold on. There's Sorbet. Or Sherbet. 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 It's funny because yeah. you're kind of doing the same I, I thing mixed now. Them, yeah, yeah. It, but I. That's one of those things. It's like Berenstain Bears. I yeah. think a lot of people. It's always been Sherbet. Yeah. But a huge number of people, me included, always, call call, always called it Sherbert. Yeah. But I. But you know. That ain't it. That ain't it. It's but sherbet. Any, but anytime I hear someone saying, say sherbet, I'm like, you've said sherbet your whole goddamn life, and now you're just trying to look smart. Call it fucking sherbet like all us wrong motherfuckers have forever. It's sherbet, goddammit. And it's funny because I kind of do the same thing in my mind that homie did with the salmon versus salmon patties. I'm like, right. if it's really nice, it's sherbet, but the stuff I get at the grocery store is sherbet. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This, this so, says uh, sorbet contains no dairy whatsoever. Yeah, there well, you go. Sherbet contains a so little sorbet. Sherbet. No, so sherbet, sherbet that's just like you but ever get like sherbet, or, though, it's no. fruit you ever ice get cream. Orange sherbet. Yeah. Or it's well that, that's that, the same thing as this. It's that it, it was never called sherbet. It was never called sherbet. It's no, sherbet. It's always that was just sherbet. what that's, trash people yes. called it. Yeah, like sherbet. Yes. Okay. But great. that's that shit, that's orange sherbet yeah. or rainbow sherbet. Where you at yeah. on sherbet? Sorbet is completely different, apparently. Where you at on sherbet? I'm keep calling it sherbet. Yeah, that's what he's saying too. Uh, it hit for me real hard when I was a kid. I'd rather have any other, not any other, but I prefer other flavors of ice cream. Now it's wild to me though, because you're sherbet. such a fruit guy. I know you're right. I, I mean, love. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, if you had to, one of them had to go. It's sherbet because I sherbet. I want I, some caramel, I do, some I, I waffle do, cone pieces. I do too, but you know, sometimes sometimes you know. you're just in that fruity, refreshing vibe. Anyways, they serve little tiny dishes of pineapple sherbet as a palate cleanser and i remember it's pineapple because it fucking smashed it was awesome but i did not know that that's why it was first off i ate that motherfucker in one bite Mm -hmm. whereas everybody else is just like Mm -hmm. yes ready for the clams now Mm -hmm. i'm fucking digging in like oh we get how many desserts you Mm -hmm. know what i mean (laughs) and like i I, like i like an idiot when they bring (laughs) when they bring our other stuff i go hey can i get some more of that sherbet (laughs) yeah and everybody was just looking at me and i was like 
what? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was my favorite course. And yeah. they were like, that's just, you're not even really supposed to eat all of it. Yeah. It's just to Who cleanse your guy? palate. Right. And the, the term cleansing your palate, I'd never thought about that. I was like, what? No, I like it when the other stuff's still in here, and then it gets to hit with the other stuff. <laughs> you know like, what's funny is I will often eat like some Ben and Jerry's or something, and then cleanse my palate with Doritos. Yeah, <laughs> and it does the trick. Yeah. It does. Yeah, oh I mean God. that like that. I've done that combination, yeah. but like something salty. Ha- I need something salty after having something really sweet to and, cleanse and my palate. It's just I do it with trash stuff. But but isn't that then the vicious cycle? Yeah, because hell yeah. no, because like I eat something salty and then after that my brain goes, You need dessert. Yeah. And I have the dessert and I go, I just eat nice cream I, and chips until you I'll, pass dude, out. I do that all, I also sprinkle a little bit of sea salt on top of my ice cream. No matter nothing wrong with that. No matter what the ice cream is, like my chocolate chip cookies, mm-hmm. salt, all that shit. But then after I eat that, I'm like, I need a piece of cheese. Mm-hmm. And then I'll eat the piece of cheese and my dumb fat fuck brain goes, Time for dessert, baby. Creme brulee. I don't think I get a whole segment out of it, but I feel like eating cheese by itself. Mm-hmm. Is, yes, it's both. Yeah, yep. rich people have fucking fancy. <laughs> yeah, right. Versus poor people and fucking just eating a brick of Kobe Jack. I mean, I don't know that we could get the whole thing with just cheeses, but you throw meat in there. Mm-hmm. You throw. We could definitely, you know, do something with well, that. On that note, you want to. Well, move I wanna, into that to the we do, but I also want to I want to ask you if you agree with this part of meal etiquette because it's the one that I kind of have a pretty big problem with, and uh, and I'm going to say the thing and then allow me to make my case and then I'll turn it over to you okay. because I understand that in some ways I, I get why it's wrong, but like. The whole thing of like, you don't start eating until everybody got their shit. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, if we're at a restaurant and they're bringing out our stuff and I know that it's going to be getting to us in a timely fashion, of course you just do that because whatever, I understand. But like, when we eat at my mama's house, we often do like a bunch of family style stuff. And so like everybody will be like, all right, come in here and make your plate. Yeah. And so I'll usually it's always like, all right, ladies first, but they'll be over there fucking squawking about something. Yeah, fuck all that. And so I'll make my plate and then I'll go sit down. For show. And like I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, one, two. I'm like, I'm gonna count to forty because everybody has had the opportunity to get their shit. And they'll just be in there fucking off forever. And I'm nah, sitting there. That ain't it. And sometimes it'll be a dish that, like, is kind of temperature-reliant. Like, it'll be like a a dish of pasta that's just got out of the thing. And it's, like, all congealed and And so, like, they make fun of me all the time because they'll be in there fucking around. My dad will start a story, and you've heard my fucking dad's stories. He'll start a story. And so, at a certain point, I'm just like, all right, fine. And they'll all get in there, and I'm done. Mm. And then they're just like, oh, somebody had to get started. And I'm like, yeah, I took the warm pasta out of the bowl, and I sat here, and it's 10 minutes later, and y'all still ain't fucking in here. I don't have to adhere to that fucking bullshit. Fix your goddamn plate and come the fuck in here. And also, if we're at a fucking <laughs> restaurant, and I'm sorry that your fucking meal got fucked up. I'm so sorry that your meal got fucked up. But, like, ours are here. In that situation, in my opinion, because I have... So, so many times I have been the guy who they give everybody else their plate and then they're like, oh, we're still working on yours or whatever. Yeah, right. Like, not because, I order, not because I order anything special. Just because you don't it's hit just, for them. Just because I don't hit for them or whatever. Yeah, or the universe. Like, universe said you don't hit, so you yeah, got to right. wait. Happened to me so many times. Me in that scenario, every single time, Y'all I will implore everybody else, like, please, Jesus, do yeah. not wait on me. Y'all go ahead. Like, it would bother me knowing that people are being polite, sitting there waiting on my food just because the restaurant. Yeah, I would feel horrible. Whatever. So... 
yeah, that's what I would always do. I think in like a more formal setting, I totally get waiting till everybody gets in it. In a more but formal setting, a, you're getting your shit at the same I'm time. From everybody such is such a trash family and background that like, like Katie's whole family, none of them, they don't. Everybody just sort of gets in where they fit in, and it's yeah. not like a big thing. Also, in my family, my sister is so chronically late to everything her entire life. Yeah, right. There's been so many times where Meemaw, that's whoever, another thing Meemaw's too. Just like Meemaw's like, we ain't waiting on her ass. Yeah, right. Go ahead. They're all late too. And sometimes. she don't. And she don't care. Paige will show up, and we've all eaten, and she knows the deal because she's fucking late as hell. Yeah, but like, so yeah, dude, I feel like that when you just play that by ear in any of the scenarios you laid out, I've, I'm totally with you on. I feel like any reasonable person right. would agree. I just wanted to get that off my motherfucking chest. How long do you think this lad will give you before he starts eating? Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah, no. It's fucking all bets are off, dude. Fucking welcome to the show. You eating with that guy. <laughs> dude, three homeless could live in that jacket, yeah. bro. Like, that motherfucker. What? What it? How he with the queen? He runs a... He don't run shit. He don't run for shit. That motherfucker might gallop once if he sees a fucking ice cream truck. He is in charge of... One of the <laughs> poshest, fanciest hotels in London or somewhere in England where okay. the Queen often goes there. And yes. he is the manager <laughs> is of that. Re- so. okay. Is he the restaurant business? Yeah, yeah no yep. shit. So, oh, wait, it is August. It is hot. But it's time to bring that summer heat into the bedroom, and the temperatures ain't going to be the only thing rising this summer, baby. That's right. This episode is sponsored by our good friends over at Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life, and it can also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate, a.k.a. the wiener butt or vagina of the one that you love. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Trey Crowder, tell them all about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or just be ready whenever an opportunity arises, a wiener opportunity, that is. Mm -hmm. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days, and that's the best part about it, guys. It's all done on the Internet, online there. You ain't got to take any visits to the doctor's office. You ain't got to have any awkward conversations. You ain't got to wait in line at the pharmacy where the other people from PTA are at or whatever. You ain't got to do none of that stuff. BlueChew's tablets are made in the U.S. of A, prepared and shipped direct to your door, and a very discreet package. Tell them about that, show. It is a very discreet package. It's a little white envelope, and every single time that the postman brings it to the house, I get excited. My wife gets excited. We, ain't, I don't, I just don't see a situation in which we, uh, we do the business without the blue cheek. Because as I said, my wiener's fine. It's just that uh, why would you want a fine wiener when you could have a super hitting wiener? And with blue chew, you get a super super hitting wiener. And if you could benefit from some extra confidence and a more super hitting wiener when it's time to perform, blue chew can help. And we got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. That is F-R-E-E, free, when you use our promo code P-O-A at checkout. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. That's $5 for the biggest, hardest deck you've ever had. That's BlueChew.com, promo code P-O-A, to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Anyway, all right, let's get into it. I was just going to say, you know. Having a bunch of kids, it's fancy and it's trash. Now, mm-hmm. I realized in thinking about this and looking into it, like, because also Having a honestly, bunch of kids on purpose. This was another uh, Katie suggestion. and That's funny at, as at shit. At first, I thought about it, 
and uh, and my next episode, which I'm not going to spoil right now, it was also Katie. She had the ideas at the same time. They're both pretty good. So Katie hits. The first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, I thought about it, and I was like, and then I started. I started trying to like look shit up and and stats and everything. And it, rich people are having more children now statistically, but it's not like a large amount of kids. Like now they're having three instead of two because or one or whatever. Poor but, people are having none. I mean, per, like, like millennials are well, famously not sure, having kids. But but trash they stay fucking. Yeah, yes. Trash without always gonna, condoms. Trash always going to have a whole bunch of trailer babies fucking yeah. all over the goddamn place. But you think I feel like you think of rich people, and I realize it's really it's rich men. Yes, because what they do is succession. Every single new wife, because you know they got to trade in for a new model at a certain point. You of can't just you keep do. this old bitch around. No, some of them get recalled. Yeah, you got to get a new, <laughs> yeah. get you a new model, mm-hmm. right? And when they do that, she gonna want her own heirs right. to the fucking fortune. So you give her a couple. So I feel like rich, rich men have a shitload of kids specifically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like with your first wife, you have a couple. And then with your second wife, you have a couple. So, but I feel like it's also a thing of like, you know, spreading the seed. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. My seed hits, my blood hits. I, I, all... I really, I should be generous with the world yeah. and spread as much of my seed around it's easier as to I conquer. possibly can. Also, some of these sons might not hit. The right. daughter's Forget all that. Who cares? And back then, three of them are going to have polio. We ain't going to worry about it. Yeah, Yeah. right. It's like, but my sons, I need to get at least one that hits. Right. One of them probably going to be a dipshit. Another one might be gay. Who knows? But I need one that's going to have some grandbabies and also be able to run this empire. Right. So I got to play the odds and have a few of them. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, with trash people, it's just like, condoms don't hit, hit fucking right. hits, birth out. But yeah, birth the- control's free. Uh uh-uh, uh, yeah. not in my America. And, like, in the. I'd say like in the nineteenth, early nineteenth, late nineteenth century, early twentieth, like dust bowl type shit. You had like trash people having a lot of kids, but it was a practical reason because they were like, "We have a farm." They had worked, and farm, so yeah. I'm gonna have because like my granny comes from a house free of labor. ten. It's free labor. But with the rich people, it was the same thought process, but it was like, I'm going to have 10 boys because those 10 boys can then extend my empire. Mm. So it's all about still helping out the family name and everything. But one is just like, look, we need as many hands picking cotton as we can. But with him, it's like, I can give him this oil subsidiary. Right. And then it's still in the family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you said, it's like secession type shit. And, uh, Everybody know trash have a bunch of kids. I can remember when I, so my first son was born when I was 25 and I hadn't been 20. I was like, yeah, I was like 25 and a half. Yeah. You know, it's like when we first met. Yeah. And then his brother was born 13 months later and I was 26. And Irish so twins. I totally understand why. Now, Irish twins, it's a year or less, isn't it? I always say we barely missed Irish twins. Yeah, you're right. It's like, it's a year or less. Yeah. yeah. But it, I mean, this it's close. close yeah. This close. And so at that time, a lot of Tennessee twins, a lot, yeah, Tennessee twins, a lot of people thought, and the thing is, I always thought it was funny, but I also totally don't blame them. I could tell that so many people in my life, like people who worked at my day job and stuff, like they thought like, here we go. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I would like, there'd be somebody I worked with and I wouldn't see them for six months or whatever after the boys were born and I'd see them at some meeting. They'd be like, so how many kids you got now? And I'm like, still just Just two. two. Yeah. And I was like, I can understand why you would think that. Right. But just two. But I could just tell that people had this expectation that like, 
you were gonna have seven. Oh, kids. he gonna pump them out because right. that's just how his people. But like, he yeah, just, right. He got that kind of cum stank on him. <laughs> like, he just and that's nothing. It's like feels like uh, trash people are just more fertile than I was about other to say, people. That Tennessee just, pussy son. It's like some, it's I don't know what is up the water. with that mountain what, water. What the universe has done there, but trash. They just fucking. I'm telling you, dude. Look into well water because every bitch I know that drinks well water's got ten kids. Because like, and I ain't you know like. I've had a lot of friends uh, who have, like, married couples and stuff, who have, like, had to really, really try to get pregnant, right? Yeah, I know. I don't, you know, whatever. We can go as much or as little into your situation as you want to, but you guys are not the only ones. I've known a bunch yeah. of people. Oh, we can talk about it because I don't give a fuck. Right, well, so, but, I, and I'm saying, but for me and Kate, first of all, the first boy was unplanned, yeah. naturally. And that's we fine. used to call the that a mistake. Second, the second one, I would say accident. Yeah, right. Not mistake. <laughs> or accident. Yeah. But uh, what is an accident if not a mistake? An accident is a mistake that hits for you. Yeah, or right. can hit for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You can have a happy accident. Yeah, for sure. A mistake is automatically yeah. negative. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I don't feel like he was a mistake. No, but he objectively was an accident. Yeah. I mean, you know. Well, that's different. Yeah. You're acting like them two things ain't different. Those no, two th- things no, they are, are different. I think some have, tar- have started as accidents and then became mistakes. For sure, dude. You know what I, I mean? Most of them, probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so I've known a lot of people that like decide we're going to have a baby, right? Them and their uh, spouse. And then it's a whole fucking thing. Fertility doctors and treatments and all this stuff. And it's all, but it for me, it'd be like, man what yeah right because like we had the first one on accident and then after that katie was like we knew we wanted more than one right uh well we knew we wanted two and she was like let's just go ahead and do it right because and i you know she's the one that has to be pregnant and she was kind of just like if i'm gonna be pregnant again i'd rather just go ahead and get pregnant right and then just call it after that and also she's got a sister that they're 13 months apart so she like grew up that way and it's funny because her and her sister don't really hit for each other a yeah, lot all the funny. time, very often. So I mean, they women do. don't hit for each other. No, they don't. They don't hit for each other. Boys I mean, hit you know, for each her other. Her and her sister love each other, but they've had plenty of fights. Biggest fight I ever seen them have ever was over Kroger fuel points. How fucking white <laughs> is that shit? I was. That is you, some white woman you, shit. You they, had, I thought they was gonna come to blows I, over Kroger fuel points. I was hoping that you were gonna say, "What do you think the biggest fight that yeah. they ever had was?" And I was going to pitch Ritz crackers or townhouse crackers on a casserole <laughs> yeah. because i've seen that go down you don't make fucking cat dude Katie made casserole i'll throw a goddamn parade i know but like have you ever seen that <laughs> argument go down yeah, no I, oh dude i've seen like i mean i can buy it though it's ritz ain't it townhouse for oh me. okay Town- right, here we go. here's the thing i don't have a strong i wish we could get into a squirrel thing right now but i don't have a strong yeah opinion here's the on thing that. but i thought ritz was the standard when it comes to casserole I think, topping. I, I think that it is but my mama always used townhouse well, and there therefore it hits harder for me I will fucking destroy a writ. And like sometimes they don't have townhouse, we use writs. But I'm saying, like, I remember hearing conversations between my mom and the aunts and stuff like that about who was going to bring what casserole. And it was just like, one time my mama literally, even though my aunt was going to make a chicken casserole my mama made a contingency chicken casserole i have a contingency casserole because the but because to my dad and my family the difference between townhouse and ritz was so disparaging that like we had to well i gotta bring one that hits and they would get mad at her and you would hear them be like i don't know anybody that don't think ritz don't goddamn hit ritz is what you put on a fucking casserole i'm with her i'm fine with what like if i was making a casserole 
for my and I sort of lost the thread on who all these different people are. But mm-hmm. if I was making casserole for family, and then one of that family. <laughs> brought they own version <laughs> of that same casserole i'm not gonna lie to you right now uh, i would be furious i would do you know how i, I am would dude. Do i've been there telling katie like what the fuck who the fuck does this bitch think she I know, is i would and they were doing, her own goddamn they were doing casserole that. in here yeah, yeah and they were doing that fuck's wrong with my casserole and then if i found out it's because why well them crackers don't hit oh the crackers don't hit yeah okay yeah like i'd be irate dog yeah well, i'm not even gonna sit here and act like i wouldn't there but me and i take that type of shit real person one of the biggest <laughs> arguments me and my wife ever had was over chicken casserole i believe that and because i make chicken casserole the way my mama makes chicken casserole and Amber usually makes the chicken casserole that way too, right? One time I'm sick, and chicken casserole is like ultimate comfort food for me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, dude, if you like, when I'm sick, I either want chicken soup or chicken casserole, which is almost the same thing. One's just a little thicker. That's true. It's yes. really the same thing. It's also a very standard. I, th- I know you make I, it I with the soup. I'm not fucked up. This is gonna say, but like, th- probably the best chicken casserole I've ever had was uh, after my dad had died. Yeah. People oh brought, yeah. Because that's a very common like funeral thing bring to the yeah. fu- and and it was like made by somebody else and yeah. fucking it was like. And we was all sad, not cooking shit or yeah. whatever, and that chicken casserole and my, was fire. And my joke about my grandmother that I did on the special, I was like, she was an angel on earth. She was one of these ladies that was bringing casseroles to funerals of motherfuckers she ain't even know. Because, yeah. like, it was. Like, yeah. it's com- it's such comfort food. Right. So Amber's like, I'm gonna make you, I'll make you a chicken casserole. And I'm so used to that. She makes it the way my mama does, which any Southern boy will tell you is the right way. And she decided to use her fucking dipshit friend's recipe, mm-hmm. which has almonds in it no and, that ain't it. and here's the thing just in a vacuum it is tasty and mm-hmm. tastes good it's just not the thing that i wanted and it also it also has rice in it which rice has never fucked anything up except for her friend as you may remember from 30 seconds ago is an idiot mm-hmm. and <laughs> she wrote the recipe wrong down and didn't didn't realize that you have to cook the rice before you then put it in the casserole to heat the casserole up. Like, just putting the right. raw rice in there, it's not going to get hot enough the to rice cook the rice. crunchy? Crunchy as shit. Bro, that's not even... That ain't... That's trash. That's a I mistake. Know, that's a, I know. That's a fucking... That's a strike. That's not like, a happy that's, accident. That's yeah. not a... That is not a dish. Yeah. That's a fuck up. You so, got to get rid of that. Or, I mean, I guess you could bake it long enough eventually. But the to crackers cook would the then rice. burn. Oh, the crackers would well, yeah, no, then burn. The crackers on already on it. Just no You one, just got to start No over, one gives dude. a shit if the rice is too mushy. That'll make it no, hit harder. But fucking dude, crunchy rice. So, that's not. I'm sick, and I made the mistake of just going, this ain't it. It ain't but it. But I wasn't, like, in my mind, I was not mad at Amber. I was mad that she used, I was mad at her dumb fuck friend and her recipe, and I, and I was kind of mad because I was like, I'm sick, and you know the way to make this that hits for me, and you have made this bastardized version of it, which don't hit. And I told her, I was like, listen, I'm not saying that this in and of itself doesn't taste good i'm just saying you know this i sound so misogynistic right now you know how to make it the right goddamn way and you chose to make it not hit yeah why do you think you got slapped last time huh (laughs) (laughs) didn't you learn nothing from this goddamn well i said all that to say that casserole arguments are they end in slapped they casserole arguments end in slapped women and they (laughs) permeate my family Casserole arguments. I, yeah. I might one day have a special called yeah. Corey Forster casserole arguments. Yeah. So, anyway, me, like when me and Ka- went, we had the first one, and Katie was like, "Let's just go ahead and do it if we want another one." And I was, and I was like, "All right." And my point is, we made that decision 
took Bishop to grandma's, went to Tunica one weekend, nine months later, baby brother. Yeah, right. First time, that, makes, dog, that shit makes Amber so first mad. First time, like it, what we were like, yeah, I guess we could do that. That'd be fine. And then she's, you know, Boom. throwing up to, you know, six weeks later, like here it comes, yeah, right, you know, and fucking like it was nothing, nothing to the point that I was like almost worried, right? Because I was like, loud, my cum hits too we hard. Go, my cum hits too hard. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna have, we're gonna have to really watch this, right? <laughs> this is this is too hard. This, yeah. yeah, hitting too hard. Prepare thine asshole. So yeah, that's where. <laughs> yeah. So that's where. That's where the, all the trash babies come from. <laughs> is that phenomenon? Yeah. And then the fancy babies is from rich old dudes wanting to get a new young wife, and she wants babies, and he's like, "More babies hits." I, what, more, I ain't got to do it anyways, right? I need more, you know, VPs yeah. for my various industries or whatever. Yeah, and so he does it, and so that's how they overlap. And so, yeah, I guess that's that. And for a future episode, uh, the reason that they don't care is because they're not the ones taking care God of them. Damn it! Yeah, what? you're right. Okay, what? well, we could tee it up. The net. The, that's what I said. I was teeing it up for okay, you. I know. I would, yeah. but yeah. All right. That's fine. I thought you wanted me to do no, that. No, it it hits. It hits. It hits. You cut it. No, it's don't fine. cut it. Don't I thought I was it. doing a fun thing. Don't cut it. You're right. The my the topic, teaser. The topic on the next episode will be. Oh, is it going to be the next episode? Yeah. I, yeah. So well, fancy I, people and and trash people also have in common that they make somebody else raise said kids well i'm sorry for my faux pas airhead universe i'm it does make sense to tee it up you're right yeah. i thought you you're wanted right. me to no, I it's good. It makes sense. It to you need to like yeah you it's give a, teaser. a teaser whatever but yeah that's what we're doing next i'm so ashamed of myself you no know, it's my fault you're fired cho i All said right. earlier that katie had both ideas at the Arriba same time Darcy, and i should have just said what it was then but in my head i was like that'll because i said something like oh they're related katie i'm both at the same time and i was like that'll be all that is but mm -hmm. it's fine to just say it and now we've just said it so yeah that's what we'll do next time i'm sure people are like oh fucking on the edge of my seat now <laughs> <laughs> fucking riveting i don't know that i can wait a week to hear trey talk about having other people hey, raise your kids there like, are people like that right really now are. god shout damn out. it shout, shout out to our fans our the best fans and the absolute world putting right. on airs motherfuckers y'all keep sending them well, emails, see i just didn't want to be too hard on those people i know yeah you know, make their it. week too hard to sit through because of of all the suspense yeah. and the anticipation mm -hmm. they would feel mm -hmm. at my next segment speaking of next segments yes. here comes history professor cho on the subject of the battle of hastings that's right right, right after, after this Psst. who's going to take care of your family if something happens to you what would they do without your income if you don't have a plan you need to go to goliathlife.com Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms you're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to goliathlife.com. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at SaveWithConrad.com. All right, welcome back. Let's do it. History of Professor Cho on the subject of the Battle of Hastings. Although, a couple of quick uh, things. 
on the last segment, producer Russ found, I guess, the people that hold the record for the most kids ever. It was Valentina Vasilyev. Valentina Vasilyev and her husband, the Fyodor, are alleged to hold the record for the most children at the total of 69. Nice. nice. Yeah. 16 <laughs> pairs of twins, seven sets of triplets. And four sets of quadruplets between crazy. between seventeen twenty five and seventeen sixty five. That's that peasant pussy dog. Dude, that's they, that up. bitch hit the hit for the cycle like three times. Yeah, that's insane. And the only other thing I want to say, <laughs> peasant pussy. The only other thing <laughs> that yeah, you know they was just falling out into the field. Absolutely. The yeah, she just out there fucking hoeing or whatever. Dog, goddamn, four babies. Her shit looked like Willie Nelson. Yeah, after a while. four more babies. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I meant to say was like, you know, who else was a rich motherfucker that had like forty kids or something like that was Osama bin Laden's daddy. Oh yeah, yeah. he did, didn't he? Yeah, I remember the bin Laden's hit. Didn't they, they did, they did hit. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, you know, as far as that goes. <laughs> right. But that family, they did it, and I can remember finding that out, and I was like, dude, goddamn, you mean like even. In the terrorist game, right. rich kids are the ones that hit. Like, yep. you know how you like find out about somebody hits you, look in their background, and they're a rich kid, and you're like, of course, of course they are. Yeah, right. It's like even with terrorists, it'd yeah. be that way. Yeah, you can't you just be a I mean? poor like, terrorist. Even the hittingest terrorist of all. Now, if you're poor terrorist, you just blow yourself up. Right. But all the terrorists that do stuff, like they're fucking trust fund kids too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, why would you? Why not? Why not not do that? I know, but I'd man, much rather not do that. You me know? too. Being blow a terrorist up. seems like it would not. Hit. I agree. I've always thought that being a terrorist wouldn't hit. Although they seem to be having fun with it. Seems it for them. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. Battle of Hastings. That's that's 1066, right? The yes. Norman Conquest, William the Conqueror, when yep. he came up from Normandy and changed everything about England and how it worked like forever from that point on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's so crazy. I don't know the like the details of it. I just know. I like, didn't either I know, I, know, I know what it is. Yeah. So... 1066 also is something. This might be the oldest thing I've ever talked about. I mean, yeah, that's a long time ago, It, it don't even seem real. I agree. Like, it almost, when I hear 1066, I'm like, all right, what movie are we watching? You know yeah. what I mean? But, like, that's fucking crazy, especially when, like, I, I was actually thinking about that the other day of, like, you know, when you was in school, we all took U.S. history. Mm -hmm. That's, like, the thing that we took was U.S. history. And, you know, it took a couple, we did one class one year, but, like, it's 230 years. Right. We kind of got it. When you over there and you, oh. how long are there did, fucking. Uh, Y'all didn't get taught none of this? We did. I say, we, we had this in high we school. We did, but like it was more, you. it was more extensively U.S. I, history. For sure. that's our shit. But over there, it's the opposite. Uh, and this was very much cliff note stuff, but yeah. we went over all this in high school. Likewise. No, but I think what he's, I think just, he's just saying there's just way more history yeah, to know. Like, of course. Like, yeah. even if they just hit the cliff notes, like, dude, like, I, I just can't even fathom that they're not able to, like, we're, again, we're literally, all the highlights of American history, we have, the highlights we have touched on, to get to just the highlights of their history would take an unfathomable mm -hmm. amount of time and school, and I just, like, it just kind of blows my fucking mind. Hearing the 1066. I mean, yeah, if you wanted to, you'd probably teach an entire class on just like Alfred the Great. Right. Who yes, was like the first major Anglican king yeah, who right. is before all this. Because this is a huge part of their history, and we don't even exist for 700 more years. Yeah. That's 770 fucking crazy. More years. That's, That's super fucking crazy. crazy. Right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Battle of Hastings, uh, it was on October 14th, 1066, and it was fought over what other than the English crown. Mm -hmm. So back in 1051, Edward was king, and they called him Edward the Confessor, because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess he just 
confessed to a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like he stay confessing. He was just like, I can't keep his mouth shut. We though. did that shit. Yeah. Like, I just Damn always Edward. snitching. But should have called him Edward the snitch ass yes. motherfucker. <laughs> oh, snitching ass Edward. <laughs> but so he didn't, surprisingly, surprisingly, he didn't have any sons, which I didn't read any of the info to it, but I have to assume like that means that he couldn't. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like his wife couldn't, because if the wife couldn't, they threw them Chop off her of a bridge. Off. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So I have to assume that he couldn't. And it's just so funny and so clear of how I, I, ever, like. I mean, matter of fact, a lot of times, even when the man couldn't, the wife still got her head chopped off and thrown off it, a bridge, even that, though she could have. That's what I'm saying. Like, we <laughs> talked about that with Henry VIII. They were like, actually, it was probably his fault that they were having all daughters, not his fucking wives. But, like, of course, it was their fault. But yeah, like he runs through all these wives not having kids and they're still like, I can't believe none of these bitches can have a kid. And he's not ever looked at as like, oh, you must not be the unholy chosen one because your seed is not strong. It's just like, no, I guess we've just picked the wrong women for this guy. So because of that, the assumption is that uh, he was going to designate his cousin William to be the king whenever he died. He even sends this feller named Harold Mm -hmm. to Normandy to confirm to William that he had done this and he's going to pledge his fealty to William and swear to defend his claim to the throne is Harold. Uh, well, this gets a little awkward when on Edward's, the confessor's deathbed, he, I guess, makes his final confession uh, and tells everyone that like, no, nah, actually, you know what? Harold's going to be the king. I think Harold. Yeah. I think Harold. What do you have the, his full name or whatever? There, uh, Harold the Norman. Is that was that what it was? I don't know. I can't remember. Go well, ahead. Let's look fine. it up. What it's Harold was. Uh, and because of that, boom, Harold's the king. And this did not hit for William. And so he's just like, not. and he's like, well, fuck that. I'm going to gather an army. This was particularly scary for Harold on account of William controlled every harbor harbor from Schled to Brest, which I looked up. And unless I'm mistaken, they're only like eight hours apart by car. But like back then, mm-hmm. eight hours apart by car is like, yeah. weeks yeah. on a horse right. so like this is a pretty big area that he controls but it would be like me controlling uh everything from chattanooga tennessee to columbus ohio mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. that's my fucking territory i but mean again, that's pretty good little territory no it know? is but i'm saying nowadays that's not that big of a yeah. deal but back then it's like we're all having to travel on horse like you know in fucking game of thrones it took the king like two months to go ask uh what's his fuck dumbass to be the hand what was his name uh, which hand are you talking about? The first, the first season. Uh, uh, fucking uh, Ned, Ned Stark. Was Ned, the Stark. Hand. Ned Stark. Yeah, 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 well, that was the first season. In later seasons, they just zipped teleported. Around. Yeah, yeah, they zipped around. Uh, so not only that, but his father-in-law was the regent of France, and Pope Alexander officially endorsed William's claim to the throne. So he had the power of the church behind him, which this is, you know, 600 years before Henry VIII would tell the church to go fuck themselves. So they were even more powerful then. It's like, look, if the church is behind something, you know, like that's kind of probably, you know, going to be what's up. So he gets all these Norman barons to support him. And because of this, uh, they'll recruit soldiers from all over France, Spain, Italy, and some other uh, countries. I don't know. Shit. Do you know about Brittany and Maine? Maine? No. Brittany, like the Britons, like B-R-I-T. No, no. Brittany like Spears. 
Oh no! Yeah, no, I, that's I a place. Yeah, it, it, that's what it was spelled. Like it threw me for a loop, and I was. What like, was that in France somewhere or around? Probably, France? it's probably in okay. France. Uh, Maine? No, I have no idea. So this motherfucker's got French soldiers, Spanish soldiers, Italian soldiers, and Brittany and Mainish soldiers on his side, and they're gonna go fuck Harold shit up. Uh, but <clears throat> excuse me. Harold is not on the fuck around either. He's gathering his army and navy and such. Is He's ready to throw down. So his best way of defeating William is going to be to close down the English Channel. Mm-hmm. So he sends his fellers out there on boats, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting the English Channel, you know, tighten this motherfucker right. up. Because 300- yeah, they're coming from... Normandy was like the top part of France, yeah. right? So yeah. they're coming so up. They're coming up from France through across the, the channel, channel to England. Right. Well, William and his army do show up. And from what I gather, it's uh, no one's fighting. Like, I might be wrong, but from the several articles I read, it seems like they show up and they kind of just stand there playing chicken with each other. Like, nobody's firing. Like, mm. hey, this is 1066. They don't, there's no cannons. Like, right? I don't know. I don't think so. No, I'm, this is still just all swords. I, yeah, and shit. I'm pretty sure they probably like, had like some trebuchets or trebuchet like catapult. Yeah, they, have yeah, catapult they, they definitely probably had catapults. But yeah. like, I'm pretty sure that like cannons. Catapults were like, was a like shit. Cannons were like in the 1300s, and it got okay. started at the Edinburgh Edinburgh Castle. Whoever was in dominion over that were the first ones to get cannons, and they sat them up on the hill, and that's how they were able to like hold it weren't that. The Chinese. Oh. Uh, well, the Chinese may have been the ones they stole them from. Okay, but like right. in as far as English history, I'm pretty sure that like the Edinburgh Castle in the 1300s was the first people like cannons. This is the new shit. I bet that was some shit. I could be talking out of my ass, but in 1066, I'm pretty sure that gunpowder had not been like utilized yet. Right. I don't. I don't. Yeah, think, yeah. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, it's just swords and pikes and yeah, shit. yeah, pretty much. So like when they get there. They're just like, they show up on their boats, and these motherfuckers are sitting on their boats like, mm-mm, y'all ain't coming in. You know, it's like a defensive line and an offensive line, except for they don't actually, like, snap the ball. They're just kind of hanging out there, and they do that for, like, eight fucking weeks, where they're just like, we're here, they're here, and they're kind of just, like, starving each other out, and Harold and them actually, like, run out of food quicker and have to, like, retreat and shit, uh, so that's, again, nobody like fire on anybody, but they have to leave. And that was like the stronghold that they were going to, like, this is the way that they're going to get in. And they end up having to fucking leave. So about this time, a feller named Harold the third Sergison, who was the king of Norway, shows up with 300 ships ready to fuck. And he too had a claim <laughs> to the British throne. And he starts. Oh, bull- he was separate. Yeah. This ain't, he's Se- not no. on either side. Separate it's a third thing. He had a claim. He- fucking wild. Yeah. He has a claim to the British throne too. So it's like, uh, it's like, uh, Robert's fucking brother yeah, or right. something like that, yeah. where he's like, no, me, Stannis. Stannis. Stannis Cause yeah. like everybody back then would just make these absurd claims to the throne. And it's so funny. Cause it's like nowadays, it's like, I don't know if this has always been the case in American politics, but nowadays it seems like no matter which side gets elected, the other side is like, "Uh uh-uh, they stole it. They stole the election or like, no, 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 count the shit up. And now that's just the thing. No matter who wins, each side is like, "Uh uh-uh, they fucking stole it. The Russians did this. Well, back then, no matter the fucking- Yeah, but that's a truly unfortunate- recent phenomenon no, I know. in no, this I know. country. Like, no, I know. But back we really th- ought not get away from that. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But back then that was like the standard. Of course. Yeah. Because like everyone well, it had, wasn't voting and it shit. It wasn't voting. It was, everyone right. had like some well no, actually technically I should be because of my blood and because of this. Also because they all fucked each other and fucked right. their cousins and yes. stuff. So they had all these like sort of tenuous claims to the throne, but some other person might not hit so they're like, no, I hit and I've got a claim and so like right. 
Yeah, and it just even fucked though, the whole thing up. Even Harold Godwinson. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. So, but even though the king literally appointed Harold this Godwinson. guy, like it's like you you can't have more of a claim than the king on his deathbed saying, "I don't know. I feel like yeah. they was so much about blood and everything right. back then." Because William was his cousin, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know how they was with blood? No, I know. It's like, you can't just make this motherfucker whose blood don't hit the king, even though you the king. We need somebody's blood hits in here. So I mean, he might have fucked his cousin. He should have ruled just from this uh, mustache. I know he hits. Is that Harold Godwinson, or is that? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's pretty, uh, yeah, that's pretty regal. So he, so, so Harold Sergeson, that's, that's, uh. Harold Godwinson, right, and then but uh, well, Harold uh, Sergeson is the Norway Harold Sergeson is the new dude that shows up, and he defeats this guy he named the Viking motherfucker. His name is Edwin, who was the Earl of America. Merca was it In- Mercia? Mercia? Oh. Yeah, would have hit harder. But when yeah, I read Mercia. that, you know how that's how DJ spells like Merc, America. America, yeah. So I just the read the Earl yeah. of America, and I was like, how many Earls of America do we know? Well, yeah, that'd be a hotly contested title right there. Right, Earl, Earl Brown would be like bullshit. I'm the Earl. Of I'm Mer- Earl of America. Yeah, but now Mercia. Yeah, okay, that well, was a place back. Well, then. that don't hit. He's sorry, the Earl of Mercia. Sorry, baby. <laughs> well, he whoops our ass in heavy battle at uh, Gate Fulford. So this battle, uh, really, all it did was fuck up shit for both of these dudes as far as the claim to the throne goes and they sort of both leave like tails tucked this guy's come in and fuck some shit up uh so september 27th comes and luck was on william's side as he was able to cross into england completely unopposed with an army of nearly eight thousand some bitches just ready to do work so he gets to the coast of hastings and began to explore and quote ravage the area what do what is what? That's the combination of rape and pillage. Ravaging. Right. Ra- what? <laughs> not, not literally. No, but I bet it is. No, not literally, but definitely I'm, Well, that. that would be railage. Railage? Ra- Whatever. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, you know, they, you never raped without pillaging. Yeah, you could. Pillaging was a big part of raping back then. You, you couldn't think, just pillage. You had to rape, too. You think well, you so had maybe, a major and a minor? Ra- like, yeah. I mostly pillage, yeah. but I'll rape. Yeah, you this know? guy, he specializes in rape. <laughs> this but, is a raping son of a bitch well, he'll right pillage, here. too. Yeah, he will. He likes to pillage. But if you need someone to rape, I'm telling you. Call this motherfucker. Mother- yeah, yeah, like, but ravage... It's just all that. Well, right? the thing I mean, is, I like, don't know what they mean, but wiling out, wiling out. To me, it's like raping and pillaging is the taking of a place. But what would happen was they were like, oh, they took the place and then they raped and pillaged. Yes. And I'm like, so that was just like a little extra. Like, yeah, a little, dude, that was like the reward. Well, you, I mean, you have to <laughs> pillage was, first. I don't know. I think, I think you you'd can, have to rape you first. Pill, you you pillage yeah, first. You rape first. Rape, in my opinion. Yeah. I think they definitely could switch. It. They find they, you know, uh, they'll squeeze the rape in wherever. For the record, like, th- this is not a good thing. Well, we're not. No, pro- no, we're, no. Dude, just, I've always yeah. been against both raping and pillaging. Totally. Put it on the list I've of stuff that don't hit for us. No, raping yeah. and pillaging don't hit. But yeah, ravaging there is it like uh that's like what Sherman did. Yeah, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Sherman he, and the, he burned he ravaged, the shit to the ground. But wouldn't you call that ravaging? Yeah, that was. But I don't think they burned the shit to the ground. They just pro- well, they might have. I just mean they, they just go in to eat really, really food, going they, in. When yeah. they say ravage the area, yeah. they really went in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's what it means. That, I think. That's that's fair. That's just such they didn't a wild... annex it. I, no. It's so funny in my mind. I'm like, I thought these were good guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so by October 13th, Harold had had enough of this bullshit. So he decided to march on down there and kill them motherfuckers the only problem is his army of seven thousand was made up of pretty well mostly untrained peasants of course it was it was just a bunch of dudes he was all pitchforks yeah get down there i'm on fire 
Don't uh, stab the horse or what? <laughs> Is that got, okay? I've got some horse stabbing stuff coming up. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, and to make matters worse slash dumber, he is rushing in where William already is instead of letting him come to him where he had, like, he's got this great defensive position and William's probably about to go to it, but he gets like greedy and he's like, fuck it, we got to go down there. That so he, it. no, it's not it. So he totally gives away his position. William, of course, hears about the oncoming attack. And decides to strike quickly and immediately begin battle. So now the attackers become the attackee, and William has archers and crossbow motherfuckers and big heavy artillery sons of bitches. And I'll remind you that Harold had <laughs> but stinky sheep herders, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But these dudes are across, these are fuck. It's Hawkeye mm -hmm. going against fucking your cousin Kenny Ray. No uh, offense, uh, Hodor. Uh, Hodor. Yes, exactly. So William's fucking them up. Matter of fact, a lot of them were just straight up. They were just running away because they were just like getting shot with an arrow. That ain't that ain't it. That ain't I don't it. want that to happen. So they start running. Harold tries to get the remaining sheep herders to form a shield wall, which is you know where they put just put all their shields up mm -hmm. and just sit there. So like y'all can't you know yeah y'all can't come over here. But shield technology, big shield like it didn't hit back then. Mm -hmm. Like it was all ranky dank. Uh, so it was super flimsy and William's army just kept throwing javelins literally through horses necks yeah that's the horse stuff I yeah. have right now they were just like look at that and if they don't have their horse they're kind of fucks so they were just like picking off horses left and right <laughs> William's got his archers at close range lighting everybody the fuck up but those dudes are uh, they're taking a pretty severe beating from Harold's slingshot fellers the, sh the herders were like well we got you know, mm -hmm. we know how to use a fucking sling. So they're pounding motherfuckers on the head with rocks and shit like that. William pretended to retreat twice. He pretended to retreat twice. And it was like, it literally was like him doing a fake spike yeah. in football. Like yeah. he would pretend to retreat and it would, they would all let their guard down for yeah. a second. And then when they had their back turns, they'd be like, psych! psych! <laughs> yeah. And he'd turn around and start shooting them motherfuckers in the backs with arrows and shit. Gotcha. Yeah. You really believe that shit, huh? Yeah. So, hey, you see that? They totally fell for that, dude. Omaha. Fucking got him. Yeah. So, so. I bet you I can do it again. And how he did. You, how much you want to bet I can do it again? He did there because they're like, Shirley, this motherfucker. He never fall forward two right. times. Bet yeah. you he does. Watch this shit. Oh, I believe this. Oh, fall. we're going home. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I believe this falls into the shame on me category. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so his archers are going wild. One of them actually hit the jackpot as allegedly he stuck an arrow right through Harold's eye and through the back of his fucking head. So, That'll like, this it. is pretty much over because they're now leaderless. It was easy for William to finish what he started and win one of the most important battles in English history. William was crowned king soon after on December 25th. And then this is uh, why it's important. And I got this straight from the Britannica Encyclopedia. Was that Christmas Day already or no? You know? At 1066, probably not. Yeah. No, I would say probably not. I mean, uh, they had the Lord, but I don't know if they, they had They definitely Christmas. had the Lord, but it wasn't. Honestly, like back the, before we started. What, no Santa Claus A lot of yet. people always said, like, no, Jesus was probably actually born in July, if you mm -hmm. go by, like, what the, the story they tell. So probably not. Um, I'm pretty sure that, like, it being in December is a very commercialized thing, I think. Uh, we could talk about that on another episode at some point. Um, and this is why it's so important. I got this from the Britannica uh, Encyclopedia, so I'm just quoting here. 
William's victory at the Battle of Hastings brought England into close contact with the continent, especially France. It led to the almost total replacement of the English aristocracy with a Norman one, which was paralleled by similar changes of personnel among the upper clergy and administrative officers. English was superseded in official documents and other records by Latin and then increasingly in all areas by Anglo-Norman. Written English hardly reappeared until the 13th. 13th century and also uh, because of this they were speaking a lot more French too so old English the king the the old English as we know it was gone yeah. and the modern English as we know it but, is an amalgamation yeah, yeah. of all this have you shit. ever like looked up like old English it's like, crazy. like they got there's like YouTube you videos need a cipher people, you it's not it, it's old English but it don't look like no kind of no English it doesn't it's a completely different language so that mixed with the Norman shit eventually evolved into what right. we call English today. Yeah, which I always thought is like America speaking English is kind of apropos because it is in itself such a melting pot of other languages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like it was the French, the Latin, and then they just kind of slowly started being like, well, this makes sense to me. This makes sense to me. Don't put a fucking K in front of that shit. What are you doing? Right. You know? And so, yeah, how we speak is directly related to this battle right here. Yeah, and so again, that so William the Conqueror he conquered, mm -hmm. and like Edward confessed, he still that is still like that line kept going, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, like it sure that did. became that up ended everything about the sort of English monarchy or whatever up until that point. It also but changed their religion to Anglo-Saxon, changed their religion, changed their language, changed all that shit, and most of that. State, like the version of all those different things we have today, including the language you and I are speaking, yep. is a direct result of that shit from fucking 1066. Yeah, Di Princess Diana is dead because of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's wild. It's fucking crazy. So and wild. super interesting. History be wild and interesting. History do be wild. I'm so happy that I get to do it for a living right now. Yeah, it does hit. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of Putting On Airs, I think. So tell them what they need to do, That's Joe. true. Here's what you need to do. If you were only watching this on YouTube, first off, hits. Uh, if you're just listening to this, go to watchpoa.com and you actually can actually see us on the set here. But if you're just watching on YouTube, please, if you don't mind, still go to your podcast app and subscribe to the podcast and download it. And if you could, please leave us a five-star review and leave a little rating or whatever. It, it takes you two seconds, but it really helps us jump up the rankings and so that we can make this podcast eventually the number one comedy podcast in America as it deserves Hell to yeah. be. So tell all your friends, tell your mama, tell your brother, tell you all of them, because if you like this show, I bet you your friends with similar sensibilities like it too, and we'll double our goddamn coverage overnight, baby. So enjoy this edition after this of clearing the airs we love you we'll see you next time royalty rednecks are alike they both like cutting and picking fights biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong sit on down with Corey and trey and learn some fancy shit today we'll laugh a little even when they're wrong they'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut nobody they keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. Well. Hey, buddy. Hey.
Got my not too, eagle, not too eagle long for in person. Yeah, I love the eagle flag. I got my Muscle mm-hmm. Shoals Swampers shirt on, so we're representing trash pretty good today. Much cooler. Yeah, I used to wear this shirt out, out and about all the time, but I just don't anymore for mm-hmm. the most part because I just know that anybody that sees yeah. me in this shirt is going to be like, there's a guy oh. like snake flags, right? And, like, <laughs> yeah, right. and they're either they're either gonna then think gross. I don't want anything to do with that guy. Or or they're gonna be like, I need to show that guy my snake flag back <laughs> yeah. in my foot, you know. Which is arguably guy, worse. Invi- invite that guy to the meetings. That's way fucking worse, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't want no part of either of that. I'm okay with people not wanting to talk to me in public. That's for fine. Sure. But I'm That's not. A, but when someone sees that and says, thinks gross, it's for a specific reason. They think I want to mm-hmm. like lynch people and stuff. And I don't want people thinking that about me. And I definitely don't want people who also want to lynch people thinking that about me. You know for what I'm sure. saying? It's not a good look. So I just have to just I just sort of you know rock the eagle flag shirt in my own abode and whatnot. But here we are on clearing the airs. We did uh, what was that? Uh, what we talked about having a bunch of kids, chairmans. Yeah, and and you was what? What was you? I talked about the Battle of Hastings, which uh, right. is another is another example of uh, me learning from myself again because I had like totally forgot so much of that shit, and I spent. The majority of my re-listen this week going, oh, wow, that is fucking interesting. (laughs) Well, I'm going to be honest. I I don't know if it's just, you know, we've talked about this before, but the way we do this show specifically or what, but like producer Russ got a few episodes ahead a few weeks back. He sent us multiple episodes at once to listen to for these purposes, right? So I listened to them all at once, which means I listened to this. I re-listened to this episode about maybe 10 days ago, maybe Mm -hmm. two weeks, but probably not like a little over a week ago. And in that time, I have already once Mm -hmm. again, completely forgotten most of what we talked about. And I didn't re-listen to it while drunk. But what I remember thinking, at least, was that nothing struck me as something we needed to clarify or apologize for. Those may be famous last words, but I didn't think anything about this episode. So hopefully it hit for people and, you know. Yeah. Well, for the record, that's what the emails are for. Usually uh, we don't know when we're wrong. That's sort of the our biggest problem. You know eh, what I mean? Sometimes. Sometimes. You know, sometimes yeah. we're like, it's not, well, I don't mean... First of all, like I said, there's been plenty of times where I've listened to us and I've known immediately that we were wrong. Yeah, right. I mean, like, and I do mean like factually or whatever. Right. But I, but I mean, when we say something that you listen back to and you're like, Ooh, all right, well, Ooh. we'll see how yeah. that plays. <laughs> you know, and so far it's mostly played pretty well. Uh, yeah, I mean, tune I'm in next week. That's all I gotta say <laughs> yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I'm I'm super excited to get to come see you here in a couple of days, so we can record some new episodes. I'm pumped. It's it's always been uh, different. The few times, the few, the couple times that we've been able to record, having the show already been out and us knowing and us having the positive feedback, it's a different energy. It feels good. I know that we're putting out something that people really enjoy, and we do appreciate y'all uh, sending us the emails over it. Putting on airs at gmail.com. Also, uh, apologies if, I, if I'm out of breath. I'm still recovering from COVID, and I'm finding myself having to do a couple more of these every now and then. So we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for leaving us the five-star reviews, all that good stuff. And we do have a couple, uh, speaking of long-winded, a couple long-winded emails this week from putting on airs Surely at gmail.com. Not. I know uh, if you'd like me to read those, Trey. 
I don't not want you to read them. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh, this is <laughs> this is from Brandon Mail, and the subject line is suggestion and story. Hello, Corey and Trey. Recently, Cho stole, told a story of mine about choking at a Cheddar's on your sister show. Yep. And since I only have two good stories, I had to share the other. Also, thinking about it inspired a possible topic suggestion for putting on airs. I have noticed that both rednecks and rich people love collecting old artifacts from war, although the items and means of collection vary greatly. Wealthy people spend millions acquiring antique but often pristine weapons and armor, while rednecks use a metal detector to find old bullets and coins in the mud near battlefields, an actual activity I remember engaging in with my father. Me too, by the way. Um... And even though I was raised red and it didn't stick, I still found myself inadvertently discovering one such item, uh, though sadly only having it temporarily. My wife and I married in 2008, and we moved into a small house in Red Bank, Tennessee. Hey, baby, uh-huh. right up the road. Right What's the up, road. neighbor? Yeah, buddy. The previous owner left some brush and bricks in the backyard. While clearing it, I noticed a smooth, round stone in the ground. After digging it up, I realized it was not a stone, but a cannonball. I was so excited, I called a bunch of friends and family to tell them about my new treasure. My stepdad and a buddy who loved Civil War history both asked if I asked if there were any holes in it. I bragged that there wasn't a single hole, so I had a bona fide intact cannonball. What I didn't know was that cannonballs weren't just heavy, blunt objects thrown at soldiers. They contained actual gunpowder, and if there was no hole, then technically it's still explosive. One of them said that a collector had gotten himself blowed up by one recently and that I should call the police. I thought that was silly since I dug it up uh, and had been tossing it around, but I called them anyways. Within 30 minutes, there were maybe 15 different police vehicles lined up on our street, one of which was a large flatbed truck with a huge steel bucket and crane attached. One of the officers instructed us to stay in the house while the bomb squad army crawled their way towards the cannonball, which I had dropped in the yard. (laughs) After about an hour, they rolled this thing into a package built to contain letter bombs, placed this container in the bucket of the crane truck, and then drove away, leaving us with only questions and concerned neighbors watching the whole ordeal. I should have called them and asked what became of the cannonball, and we could possibly keep it once it was safe, and I was already embarrassed enough telling them I was juggling an explosive device before they got here. I would love to hear you guys discuss how both rich and poor love war and any items they can get their hands on. Also, I am certain that Corey, who lives in a Civil War town, has plenty of stories on local townsfolk finding Confederate treasures. Thanks for all the laughs. Brandon Cranford. So um, a couple of things I thought of. There's a, there's a subreddit called What Is This Thing? It's where people yeah. take people take a picture of something they find usually in their yard while metal detecting or whatnot, and they post it on there. What is this thing? And I'm not like a I'm not like a frequenter of that sub, but it pops up on the front page and stuff every now and then. And in my somewhat limited experience, I'd say roughly seventy five percent of the time, the answer to the question "What is this thing?" is unexploded ordinance, which <laughs> could 
blow you to pieces at any given (laughs) point in time, please don't throw it around in the yard. Or, you know, I feel like there had to be some rednecks who found those things before and just immediately start shooting, throwing firecrackers at it or just like trying to explode it. Like Joe Dirt. Yeah, putting it in a barrel of gasoline, fucking shooting a Roman candle in that direction or whatever. Um, But, yeah, apparently people just find shit like that, like, pretty frequently – on a related note, I heard a story recently when I, I just did uh, Dumb People Town, which is a great podcast uh, with the Sklar Brothers and Dan Van Kirk. I just did that, and uh, this one of the stories that we went over on Dumb People Town was uh, this family. I can't remember where they were from, but they were visiting Israel, mm-hmm. and while oh, in yeah. Israel, they found some unexploded ordnance. Mm-hmm. And wanted to take it home with them, yeah. So they brought it to the airport <laughs> and walked up and were like, "Hey, what's your unexploded bomb policy?" <laughs> you know, they, they didn't literally say that, but they walked up to her and were like, "Just letting y'all know, we do have a bomb. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We have no intention of exploding it. We just want to take it back to Florida or wherever they were from. Yeah, right. You know? Definitely and, Florida. And, you know, you'll never believe this, but them Israeli security people did not uh, react overly well to that. Uh, so Really? Yeah. I mean, they didn't, you know, the people, they just like swarmed them, got the bomb, got it out of there, much like in Brandon's story, and then made those dipshits fly back to where they came from bombless but yeah those are my unexploded bomb stories i remember a big ass rocket looking thing being in the front yard of some old papa in salina it definitely it was definitely some war shit but i you know was i was war dumb back then i'm still pretty war dumb now but i don't know exactly what it was but there was definitely people around who did that sort of thing for sure the coolest uh artifact story i guess i have coming from the civil war town as he mentioned was in our yard we went metal detected one time and at the bottom of the front part of the yard uh we found a half of a horseshoe and then later at the top corner of our yard found the other half of that same horseshoe yeah maybe had been exploded you know right who knows yeah, Who that's about knows. as cool as most metal detecting stories usually get. Uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, we bought some we, old shit. We have a metal detector, and we fucked with it. We ain't never found a goddamn thing worth a single shit fuck. Anyway. Oh, we found a ton of stuff. I mean, we found stuff, but just none of it hit. You found oh, stuff ours is all hit. in a museum, yeah. Ours did hit. And why'd you tell the fucking horseshoe story? Because that's cool. That's real funny. I totally thought your the whole point of that was you being like, yeah, metal detecting don't hit. Cool, like I thought you were being like, here's the coolest thing I ever found: half a no, horseshoe. Just, well, I'm just and we, then the other course, half of the horseshoe. That's well, metal we found, detecting for you. Well, it was a, but it was a Civil War horse. You know what I mean? And you like don't we know also that. Yeah, we do. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, we do. No, you Everything don't. else we found in the yard was Civil War shit. It, I'm not going to lie. It's weird to me that in your head the most noteworthy thing was just a fucking horseshoe when you found all this it, other Civil War museum It's not that we stuff. found a full horseshoe. It's that we found half of it in, over on one acre and the other half on a completely different acre. That's the part that's interesting is that it if we because we did find plenty of intact horseshoes, and we found plenty of, like, the ball, the bullet balls and the bullets, and we found like 
uh, part of a gun. We found like the CSA belt buckles and everything that we found is in the Chickamauga Regional Museum. But to me, the most interesting thing was finding a horseshoe one piece at a time, two acres apart. To me, that's interesting. That's not interesting to you? You know with 100% certainty it's the same horseshoe. Like it fits yes, it together fits. Like, like it fucking... fit together like a necklace would, like a friendship bracelet or necklace would. Yeah. Okay. You're it's... such a bag of shit. That don't it, hit. It uh, does it, hit. It... <laughs> I get it. In thinking about it, how else would, I mean, somebody exploded a horse, I guess, which is wild. Very wild. Thank you. All right. Fuck you. All I right, just didn't uh, interpret it that way. Well, to me, when you start the story, the most interesting thing we ever found metal detecting was half a horseshoe one time. It sounds like a ju- not that you're. But making that wasn't it, the story. Not it was half a horseshoe and then the other half. I know, but still a horse. And just in my head, I'm like, fuck, I don't, you know, horseshoes. Hell, the horse could have had a fuck. <laughs> Look, the horse. Maybe I agree with you. Horseshoes, I don't know how long people have been playing with horseshoes or whatever, but like, there's but other ways. Of, it, but it may not have been exploded. Maybe it was like fucking. This is your problem: is that your brain, your imagination immediately goes to probably wasn't something cool, whereas my brain goes to probably was something cool. And both of us could be true, but I choose to live in the world where a cool thing happened, and you can't prove that the cool thing didn't happen. So, but you, you're just like, nah, some idiot just broke a horseshoe in half and threw it over there. That's what happened. Don't hit. I don't even know why you brought it up. I mean, did it look exploded or was it? It perfect? was in half. Yeah, but in half. Jagged made, edges. Jagged edges. Yeah, but t- jagged edges that fit together like a heart fucking bracelet. Yeah. That don't sound splody to me. Splody's Splody. like fucking, fucking, it's all like, you know. Well, I'm sure the, I'm sure the horse's foot. Well. <laughs> all right. This is from Lee Chisholm. Uh, the subject line is. Franz butterfly effect. Uh, Corey, 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 Corey. Your pro cho Franz Ferdinand was good, but you missed the best part. Allow me to nerd you up. Franz was never supposed to be king. The true butterfly effect took the true butterfly effect took place to put him in power. Emperor Franz Joseph and Empress Elizabeth had a son who was groomed from uh, groomed for the throne. Daddy Joe was an old-style, rigid conservative and aligning with Germany. His son Rudolph was his opposite, a sensitive man prone to liberal tendencies. Queer. Rudolph never felt—they didn't say that, I did. Rudolph never felt he could please his daddy and was famous for whoring. He had an unhappy marriage and, and many affairs, which resulted in him making his wife infertile due to— bum, 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 syphilis. In January of 1889, the 30-year-old Rudolph and his 17-year-old mistress were found dead in an apparent murder-suicide at the hunting estate named Mayerling. Much cover-up later, the throne was to pass to old Joe's brother, Carl, who said, fuck this shit, and renounced his claim in favor of his son, Franz Ferdinand. So if Joe had loved his son, if Rudolph didn't love porking whores, and if Mary hadn't agreed to the murder-suicide pact, a previous mistress a previous mistress had said, fuck no, the struggling Austria-Hungary empire may have transformed into something that didn't piss off the Serbs and the black hand leading in part to World War I. I'm frankly shocked, clutches pearls, that you missed an opportunity to talk about porking whores, STDs, <laughs> and daddy issues. 
And it was a great segue from wigs and STDs. There are also alternative theories that it was a suicide-suicide pact and botched abortion-suicide or a double murder. They provided a link. Anyways, love you guys and all of the Skewniverse. You all got my boyfriend and me through the quarantine. Thank you, Leah and Derek. Well, that's pretty fucking good shit right there. Yeah, it is. I appreciate how it started with, hey, great segment. And ended with, you really fucked that up by not doing this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I agree. That is, that is a, that's really great. But to Missed defend a golden myself, opportunity to really make a hit. To talk uh, about horror. But sure. Yeah, but fine. To, to defend myself a little bit, I was, the whole segment was exclusively on the assassination that's of true. Franz Ferdinand. So, like, I agree. I, dude, if I'd have known that shit, totally would have talked about it. But, like, yeah. so, you know, that would have been a completely different podcast. If you like... Us talking about pork and horrors. I will reiterate <laughs> from earlier what I said. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not about the we pork part, but it's uh, it's at least a Jason. Pretty whore heavy episode. Yeah, sure is. Uh, uh, all another in, all in good fun, though. Lord, I got I, I got so. two more here uh, from Janet Ruh. This is subject line. Redneck Dictionary. Dear Colonel Forster and Lord Crowder, I personally think... Oh, you all need I'm a to... colonel now, too. Yep, Trey is... But I think Lord it, hits harder. Well, so it's Lord Colonel. Lord Colonel Crowder. Lord Colonel... Uh, well, that hits even harder. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I got me... my colonelship in, in the mail. So anyway, d- d- go ahead. Dear Colonel Forster and Lord Colonel Crowder. There you go. <laughs> it's, yeah. I personally, I personally think you all need to publish a redneck dictionary. It would be a real yeah. treat to read through. Just a crazy thought from an old lady farmer in Ohio. Just all the best, Janet Ruh. Uh That would hit. Obviously, our 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 good friend Jeff Foxworthy has done several of those, and mm-hmm. I would suggest checking them out. But I think if we were to do one, it would be more of like an inside baseball one that we would just give for our fans, like a, a dictionary of like our terms to help them understand yeah. the universe. You right. know what I mean? Like obviously it wouldn't sell in a Cracker Barrel or anything, but if we did have – if we ever took the time to publish like a universe dictionary, I do think that would be helpful. I agree. Uh, and last but not least, uh, we have, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, ideas, subject line ideas. This is from Aaron K. Hey, guys, absolutely, all caps, by the way, love you. You make my elliptical workouts so much more enjoyable, and Oops. I will be eternally grateful. An idea for your Venn diagram is farming. Prince Charles is known for his organic farming methods, and it even contributes to his living. I'm sure you can figure out a redneck connection to this topic. Uh, yeah, duh. As far as Professor Cho's history, I'd love to hear your take on the two princes in the tower and the possible escape slash survival of young Richard. Keep up, <coughs> excuse me, keep up the good work and keep those episodes coming. Aaron, farming, that's a good one, Trey. Yeah, yeah. A little peek behind the curtain. You sent me a screenshot of that email and I wrote it down already, so it's on my list. Oh, that's true. But, uh, it will probably be coming up, uh, you know, for y'all listeners in, I don't know, months, months, Ten and months. months yeah. But uh, next year, I'll be dead. Yeah. Now, I won't be that long. We've about caught up with ourselves. Yeah, which we is have. Why there's we a have. real, real ticking clock situation on this, uh, this week's. Um, Maybe having COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And coming out here and getting some stuff in the can. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we got to do it. Got to get it done. Got to get we gotta it done. Got to do it. So well, we will. Hopefully, I test, hopefully I test negative. Uh, 
Otherwise, we'll have to call an audible. So whatever. Either way, y'all ain't going to miss out on shit. I promise you that. We won't miss a week regardless of what the fuck happens. We're pros. We'll figure it out. So this has been Clearing the Airs. We thank y'all so much for joining us. And as always, uh, watch it at watchpoa.com. Get it wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't actually subscribed, we really would appreciate it. And leave us a five-star review. It takes you two seconds, and it really helps us out. And also, tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. I'm Corey Ryan Forster. He is Lord Colonel Crowder. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we love y'all. That's my Skeet. Eagle Flag shirt. Love you, bye. Mm-hmm. Skeet it. Skeet it.